This podcast is brought to you by The Hitched Wine Club. Do you and your spouse enjoy wine? Then I am excited to introduce you to the wine club that was created for couples. Aside from amazingly delicious wines that are rare and sometimes not available to the general public, The Hitched Wine Club includes exclusive date night ideas that accompany each wine delivery to help you and your spouse reconnect. Research shows that couples who regularly celebrate good times together have higher levels of commitment, intimacy, trust, and relationship satisfaction. So to invest in your marriage, visit the Hitched homepage and click on the Wine Club link and start getting extraordinary wines at an unbelievable price. Cheers. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. Today, I have a special podcast for you. It's going to be me talking solo, Uh, so I hope you don't mind the sound of my voice too much, because that's what you're going to get today, Uh, but I'm excited. I am an admitted political junkie. I love politics. I love political theater. Um, You know, it drives me crazy, don't get me wrong. Um, but I love the drama of it. I love the conversation surrounding politics. Uh, and so I'm excited to be talking politics with you today. Um, we have presidential election coming around the corner, and all of the presidential debates are happening in the month of October. So uh, I wanted to get this podcast out, uh, which I will be discussing, offering tips on how you and your spouse can talk politics in the home uh, or out of the home, I suppose, uh, without just destroying your marriage and getting into huge heated arguments because it is a passionate topic. It is something that um, people are really emotionally invested in. And so uh, we have written uh, relatively extensively on uh, talking politics on Hitched in the past. Uh, but I wanted to kind of pick and choose some of the really standout bits of advice from these columns and share them with you. Um, and then in the very near future, keep an eye out on the website. Uh, we're going to put together a, a little package of all of our articles that will help you and your spouse navigate uh, a political discussion in your home. So. Without further ado, let me just run down some of these political tips for you and your spouse. Uh, The first one I want to bring up is start with honesty and trust. Uh, The higher the feelings of honesty and trust that you guys have in your marriage, uh, the better chance that uh, you have as a couple of accepting and tolerating uh, you and your spouse's different political views. Um, for the most part, I should say that this discussion, these tips will focus a lot on having differing views, uh, because if you guys have the same view, uh, there's probably not going to be much argument there when you say like, oh, that guy, um, he's, he's a jackass. And so you'll both just nod your head and then the conversation will continue on. This is going to be focusing more on when you guys disagree, when, 
one's a Republican and the other's a Democrat or, you know, someone's a liberal or a libertarian or you name it, right? So anyways, moving on here, um, expect respect. Uh, you, I mean, you can have opposing views without resorting to derogatory comments. Uh, if if someone, uh, if either of you becomes belligerent, uh, you can respond with something like, this conversation has gotten out of hand and I'm not interested in discussing it further. Or, please excuse me, the tone of this conversation is too aggressive and makes me uncomfortable. Um, and then you can, you know, just leave the room after you've said something like that. Um, now the other thing before you get going into your conversations, don't expect consensus on whatever it is, the topic that you guys are going to be talking about. Uh, you know, a lot of these beliefs and feelings are rooted, uh, deeply. And so trying to have a 10 minute argument, uh, is going to be really hard to, uh, uproot those feelings. Um, and then saying that, and a lot of po politics is difference of philosophy, and it's not about who is right and who is wrong. So saying that you're wrong um, is is not really a good tack to go when talking politics. And sometimes you can, and I'll talk about this in a minute, but you can just agree to disagree. Like you, it's okay to have different philosophies on how something is to be handled, you know, politically. Um, the next thing I want to bring up, the next tip for you is do not make accusations or call your spouse names during your discussion. Um, this also can go into, uh, talking about the political party as well. Don't use, um, party slurs. So donkeys and elephants and, you know, whatever else. And, you know, it's gotten obviously much uglier, um, these days when things are now, uh, racists and socialists and Marxists and, you know, everything else. So, uh, you're not really going to go far when you use those types of terms, uh, when, <laughs> when trying to have a civil political conversation. Um, now this is a biggie. Uh, this next point here, um, unresolved issues. Uh, if you and your spouse are having, uh, other fights outside of your political differences, um, you know, or there might be some insecurities, maybe it's come up in the past where, uh, one spouse has more education than the other. And, uh, you know, maybe it's their insecurity that they feel like they're being put down or maybe they are being put down because they have don't let those things come into the conversation uh and when you start talking politics those insecurities those feelings of putting down or feeling like you're being put down can really escalate um so before you know resolve any past issues uh, and, and you know what those trigger points are, uh, because this is probably not the first time that it's come up in conversation. So try to resolve those past issues, uh, before you dig deep into a political disagreement. Um, because then those, again, those trigger points might come up, um, 
and, and trying to hurt your spouse in an effort to win an argument, which is obviously not the right way to go. Um, the next point here that I'd like to bring up is do not make your argument a personal one. Uh, bring up facts or specifics about why you believe in what you believe. Um, it's, it's, it's not really healthy if you make it personal in that uh, you are not running for office. And I think that's important to remember. Um, yes, it might be personal in the fact that someone's uh, political stance on, let's say, um, the right to choose, um, that might have an effect on you personally. Uh, but in the conversation, uh, remember that you guys love each other. And so don't make the conversation, don't make the discussion and the disagreements uh, personal when talking specifics. Uh, instead, stick with the facts of the issues. Um, and this segues perfectly into the next point, which is to try to keep the, the volume uh, down and the energy level reasonable. Um, I will admit I am the first person who... Uh, when I get into a very um, passionate, I will call it, uh, conversation about politics, my volume goes up um, and my energy goes up. And I do that not just with politics. I do that with everything. I am. Uh, I like to think anyway. I'm a pretty passionate person. Um, and so this is one that I need to work on to just constantly keep my volume in check. And my wife, by the way, uh, does a really good job of subtly hinting, you know, saying things like, I'm, I'm right next to you. You don't need to yell your next point. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, and it's not necessary to, to shout at the other person. Um, you, like I said before, you're not running a campaign. Uh, there's not a TV camera in your living room uh, ready to score points and throw it up on The Daily Show. So, uh, you know, you can have a conversation, reasonable energy, volume at a, a nice, comfortable level. Uh, try not to let it get too heated. Um, and this next point, um, I can't tell you how many political conversations I've been in where I can tell the person I'm discussing politics with is not paying attention to a single thing that I'm saying. Um, and this is bad form. Uh, when your spouse, your husband or wife is making a point, listen to what they're saying rather than contemplating your next point and what you want to say. Um, so many times people are just trying to get their points across. Uh, they don't, they just tune it out and they assume that they know what the other person is going to say or how the other person feels about a particular subject. Uh, don't make those assumptions. Listen. And by the way, that is what being respectful is all about, being a good listener. Um, if you expect them to listen to your points, uh, you must then respect them enough to listen to theirs. Um, and by the way, when you are listening to their points, be open-minded you may actually learn something if you're thoughtfully listening. Um, and if they say something that just doesn't register with you, you can say something as simple as, 
you know, help me understand why you feel that way. Uh, this signals to your spouse that even though you may not agree, uh, you have a desire to understand their perspective, their point of view on things. Uh, this, as I mentioned, demonstrates respect and caring while re you're still able to retain your right to disagree, but at least you'll have a deeper understanding of your spouse and where you're coming from. Um, and I, I mentioned this above earlier, uh, where, you know, stick to the facts. Now, if you do plan on having one of these conversations, maybe you guys are sitting down to watch the presidential debate, um, and you're going to have a conversation about it before or after the fact, uh, know your facts. Um, this is one of those things where um, it is, I feel, and I do feel strongly about this, I feel it is your responsibility as a citizen to know what the, the truth of the issues. Um, and this is not always made easy with the information that is uh, put in front of us. Um, but I can't tell you how frustrating it is to me when I see um, people post things on Facebook or Twitter about you know, respecting the troops and, you know, they fought for our freedoms and all that stuff, which I obviously agree with, uh, which I feel dumb for even <laughs> acknowledging that point. Um, but I will have a conversation with those same people and they don't know what is going on, uh, that, you know, and, and they not only do they not know what's going on, but they also don't vote. So all those freedoms that have been fought for, um, I feel like it's a responsibility it's your right not to, but I feel like it's your responsibility, particularly if you are adamantly, uh, you know, putting out those messages. I think it's your responsibility to vote and to be an informed voter. I feel uh, citizens get let off the hook pretty easy in general. Um, that's my uh, two cents on that one. So uh, know your facts. Know your facts. It It's really not that difficult to find them. Uh, reputable newspapers, um, the, you know, the big ones usually cover it pretty straight. I would say avoid TV and at all costs, uh, unless you're talking something like C-SPAN. Um, they all, uh, they're, it's just, honestly, it, it, it's good TV. Like I said, I love, love political theater. Um, but it's just it's just awful if you're trying to get real hard information. Um, now, when you're going through these conversations and you're debating your facts, um, and again, once you start debating facts, then then the the conversation evolves into a philosophical difference. So once you know what the facts are, and once you guys are discussing facts, then you can have a deeper conversation on the philosophies and how they differ. Um, now, it's hopefully what you can do is find common ground on what you can agree on. Um, maybe you don't agree with the two political candidates. Uh, maybe you think both of them um, are not very good or representative of you and your party or your thoughts and philosophies. Uh, try to find something that you can agree on. This will help bridge 
any sort of uh, bubbling, brewing um, hostilities that are uh, lurking inside. Um, and I think once you start doing that, you can then start connecting more bridges off of that. What do you agree on? Oh, you both agree in um, the right to bear arms. Okay, now now that you've established that, uh, what are the limits of those rights? Um, so you can really find a way to facilitate a conversation if you can um, find a common ground to start from. Um, now, if you do find that your spouse uh, is using a little bit of sarcasm or has made some what you feel unfair, inappropriate jab or a put down, uh, call them out on that. Don't let them get away with it. Just And you don't have to attack them back, but you can acknowledge to them, and they might not even recognize it, but you can acknowledge to them, say something like, ouch, that sounded like a put down. And so if they're not aware, you know, this might be how they uh, talk all the time and they're not aware of it because nobody calls them out on it. And you let them know that uh, it hurts you and you don't like to be talked to that way. Um, and when they do realize that there was a sting associated uh, with them, that it was hurtful to you, uh, hopefully that will add some new civility into the conversation. Um, moving on, uh, another point I think is really important is own your feelings. If you feel frustrated, angry, or sad, communicate those feelings to your spouse cleanly. Uh, take responsibility for your feelings by using I statements. Say, I feel angry rather than you make me angry. Uh, tell your partner, I am experiencing frustration right now instead of you are frustrating the heck out of me. Uh, when you own your feelings and express them without an accusatory tone, you then invite your spouse to enter a dialogue that makes empathy and understanding a possibility. Now, if you do find um, part of the conversation, part of the discussion uh, is getting too heated, uh, you can decide to talk about it at another time or just make it a completely off-limits topic. Um, again, getting to those trigger points. You know your spouse better than anybody else on this planet. And you know the issues that they're passionate about. And if you vehemently d disagree with one or two of those issues, um, those may not be the best ones to talk about. Those ones may need to be off limits. So keep that in mind as you move forward with your political conversation. Um, and then it's okay, by the way, to pause a conversation. Like I mentioned at the top, uh, it, it's not uh, reasonable to expect that you're going to reach a consensus uh, particularly if you're, you know, not having a lot of time to have these conversations and you're squeezing it in over the dinner table or, you know, in front of the TV or wherever that may be happening. Um, you know, you can say something like, I think we need a timeout right now. Uh, how, you know, particularly if it's getting too heated, uh, and then go for a, a little walk or, you know, clean up the dishes or make dinner or, you know, help your spouse do something together that keeps it off the table. 
Um, and then, you know, maybe then you can come back to the conversation. It's okay, by the way, to, so it's okay to pause and then come back to it. And this gets back to one of those fact point points is if you don't know a fact, it's okay to just say like, you know, I'm not, I don't know enough about that. Um, I need to do a little more research before I can give you my, my uh, honest opinion. And that's okay, and I feel like so many people are afraid to just admit they don't know. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're busy. There's lots of stuff going on. Um, and so uh, it's okay to pause when you don't know something. Um, now, uh, once your conversation, once your dis uh, discussion is over, uh, go back to how you were beforehand um, let go of the conversation let go of the emotions that may have come up um, and then again you are not um, running against each other in a political campaign um, let it go move on um, if you want you guys can debrief later uh, you can say something like you know let's talk about how we talked about this and that's a, a very helpful way to get the debriefing discussion going. And, you know, you can use, by the way, the, the political discussion as a, as a exercise to discuss other um, hot or contested uh, arguments or conversations that you and your spouse, you know, maybe regularly have. And so by debriefing about how you talked about politics, can give you some insight in how you can better communicate going forward uh, when you know all these t political TV ads and things have are long in the rearview mirror, and you know a presidential election or any election for that matter is uh, far away. So that is actually a really good tool that you guys can uh, take advantage of. Um, and then I mentioned this earlier, but throughout this entire process please 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 remember that you're talking to the person that you love most in this world um if you if your spouse's tone and language takes on the flavor of a personal attack say something like please talk to me like i'm someone you love this sentence will serve as a reminder to you and your spouse that one important goal of your conversation is to stay connected as you move through the communication process. And this style of discussion is a reminder that the love that you have for one another needs to be honored, even when you disagree or argue about politics. Uh, I mean, so you can, if you want, you can even start the political discussion with, um, this has the potential to be a heated discussion. You know, throw it right out there. And then, let's keep in mind that we are each talking to someone we love. And when you start the conversation that way, it will really uh, serve as a really good reminder to be respectful as the conversation goes on. And you can always come back to those statements if you find things are getting a little too heated. Um, and if you and your spouse, I mean, if you really love your spouse, but don't see eye to eye politically, it can be an opportunity to deepen the relationship, your marriage, and actually create more intimacy because it takes understanding and an open mind to make marriage work. Uh, one of the biggest challenges in a good marriage uh, is the knowledge of how to bridge your differences. 
And for some, uh, the presidential election affords you that opportunity to practice doing so. So when the presidential debates are going on, if you're a little afraid to engage in a political discussion, don't. This is a great opportunity for you and your spouse to have a deeper understanding of perhaps it's a, a something from the background that you didn't know about them. Maybe there was political influence when they were younger. Um, maybe maybe their spouse or the, the, your your in-laws were political activists in the 70s and that really had an impact on your spouse and you know it wasn't brought up much because politi politics is such a, a charged uh, discussion and uh, point of conversation. So use, use this time in October when um, the debates are going on to really sit down and get a deeper understanding of your spouse. Remember that you love each other. Remember to be respectful. Remember that you can walk away from the conversation at any time uh, in a respectful manner, just you know, letting them know that it's getting a little too hot for you and you'd like to take a little break. Um, but most importantly, keep those lines of communication open, even when it's a hot charged topic like politics. So uh, with that, um, those are your tips of carrying on a political conversation within the home. I hope uh, you enjoyed uh, all of that information I spit out there, and I hope it all made sense. I'm, I'm used to, obviously, if you've tuned into this podcast before, I'm used to ha shooting questions off of a another guest, uh, but on occasion, I will do these solo acts. Um, and so I thank you for sticking with this. Um, before I go this week, um, I want to remind everybody out there, if you have not visited the website, it is hitchedmag.com. We try to do everything we possibly can uh, within our power to help couples uh, stay in a loving, committed relationship and really um, facilitate that living happily ever after part. One of the most recent things that we have done to make that happen uh, and I, is to launch a Wine of the Month Club. And you may be thinking, well, what does Wine of the Month have to do with being happily married? Well, um, there have been many studies that have mentioned and talked about how couples who do things together, couples who share interests, uh, are happier. And uh, we believe that getting a, a, a package of wine once a month will be that subtle reminder like, hey, let's slow down um, and let's, let's enjoy some wine together. Um, it, you, and by the way, our wine club comes with exclusive date night ideas. We do not um, put these date ideas out anywhere else. Uh, so we wanted to offer something special for those people who uh, have joined the wine club. And, uh, you know, so we hope that the wine is not only a reminder to help slow it, slow down and reconnect with your spouse, but we also hope that those date ideas that we provide uh, with each shipment um, gives, it helps facilitate that process. Um, because, you know, in our busy lives, we so quickly take for granted the relationship that we care for most in our lives. 
and for uh, parents out there with, you know, you wouldn't be a parent without a kid, but for parents out there, um, you, you know, there's nothing better you can do for your kids than show them what a happy marriage looks like. And that means um, going on date nights, doing things with each other, having a cordial uh, and respectful conversations with each other. Um, so we hope that this wine club, uh, and by the way, we wanted to make it as economical as possible. We have amazing wines, hugely discounted wines, um, but we tried to get it at the smallest budget we could uh, because we know that times are still a little tough. Uh, so hopefully you check it out. It's, there's a link on our homepage where uh, you will find something that suits your budget and think of it as an investment in your marriage because I guarantee it'll be a lot cheaper than divorce. Uh, so uh, I hope you check that out. Um, you can follow us on, or like us, I should say, on Facebook, facebook.com slash hitched. We have a Pinterest uh, account where we um, post all sorts of really great stuff. We have um, improve your marriage. We have an improve your marriage board. Uh, by the way, we also have a wine board to go along with our wine club. And so we're really trying to build a community where other couples can talk about what they cook with their wine and, and you know, what date night ideas that they did with their wine, all sorts of stuff. So we're really trying to make that something special. Uh, we are on Google+. Uh, I am on Twitter, at Hitched Media, and I tweet uh, all the time throughout the day. Uh, so um, please follow us all there. And we have uh, a newsletter. If you um, haven't checked that out, I highly recommend that. There's a link to that on our homepage as well. It is hitchedmag.com. And um, I think that's going to do it this week. So enjoy the political debates, the presidential debates. There's also a vice presidential debate. And perhaps my favorite thing coming up is a uh, Bill O'Reilly, John Stewart rumble in an air-conditioned auditorium. Uh, so look that up on the web. Uh, I think I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. So um, I hope you guys have very cordial, um, respectful, and enlightening conversations that helps deepen your marriage. Until next time, take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian, I did They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.